0: Hello everyone and welcome back to a special presentation of Anime Club After Dark. I'm your host, Show, and joining me tonight, we have Alex Senpai. Penultimate episode, baby! That is what we are going to be discussing in the 23rd episode of Vinland Saga. And in this episode, the Imperial Council is held. In it's this episode, lot. shit hits the fucking fan. Oh, yes it does. Does it? At the end. I guess. Kind of. It's more like a political standoff. Like IQ 5000 versus IQ 5001. And <laughs> let's see who wins. Um, it's very much a Death Note with the... <laughs> It's like de- it's like, like Death Note. Those minus- two people staring at each other, and then but then like inside they're like having an essay of thoughts, you're, but you're outside actually, they're not speaking. Actually, there's a lot of there's a lot of truth to
1: that. It is a lot like Death Note minus the whole like Death Note aspect.
0: Exactly. Uh, the Death Note in Vinland Saga is a sword to the face, which is very blunt. But honestly, is there a difference? Not really. But. That is blunt oh, as talking to you sometimes. Love. Love it. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, so, talking about what happened in the actual episode, um, we begin the episode with council blah, blah, blah. Uh, not not interesting. <laughs> then we cut to... The- I mean, you say that, but it's kind of like the the crux of what is going on. I mean, like, they give out rewards, and then, like, people are whispering... About the rumors about the king, and I'm like, "That's great. We already know all this. Blah blah blah." To move on, um, and then we, after all the introduction to the council, we cut to a scene of Thorfinn who has been beat up by Askeladd from the l- last episode. Yeah, from the previous yes. ep- last couple
1: episodes where um, they had their little. He's duel. just
0: like stumbling in the snow like a loser. <laughs> I was, I mean, okay, he first did lose. of all, he's. Such a clown for just, like, fucking... He's, like, having a hangover on the streets, only it's from fucking being beaten up. So he's a clown for just rolling around on the streets. And then <laughs> uh, he sees some stranger, and then there's, like, this, some glint in his eye, like, Oh my god, it's you! And he runs after him. And at the moment, while I was watching the episode, I was like... Who the fuck does he think this stranger was? Because my initial thought was he must think it's his dad because his expression was like a newborn child learning how to speak. It was like, Is it? <laughs> but the stranger was blonde, so clearly it was not his dad. And then, but um, after I rewatched the scene, I think it's clearly Askeladd that he thought the stranger was. So, um. Thorfinn is going even more crazy than we already know he is. Um, it's clearly his lowest point in his life. Well, okay, maybe not the most point in his life. <laughs> <laughs> but he's at a very low point. Psychologically, for sure, he's at a low point. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, psychologically, probably the lowest point of his life. Um, Because he's been reduced to a. I don't know. Fucking. Lump of meat just walking on two legs because his brain power is literally zero. Um, and then when he finally reaches a stranger and realizes it's not them, I find it so uh, funny that he still was able to beat them up even though he has completely beat up himself. Like he's at his physical lowest and as well as mental lowest, but he can still um, kung fu his way out of. <laughs> that situation. <laughs> I also
1: love like little temper tantrum like stance that he takes at the end of it like hmm yeah I beat him up.
0: Yeah it was funny. Um, so after that little scene we cut back to the uh, council where the actual interesting stuff happens. So we were uh, looking forward to see what the king would do to Canute's given the circumstances. And the king decided to give Canute Mercia, which is a very bountiful and uh, rich land. So that's a very interesting choice on the king's part. Clearly a very tactical uh, choice because uh, the king recognized that he couldn't snub Canute because then he would look like um, a complete backstabber because of the current rumors that are going around. So the king is uh, clearly playing the game well, and it's good to see your opponents making good moves in this mental chess game. Um, but the when he gave Canute the territory... The smile that he had was so fucking creepy. That smile was like, I'm going to kill you in your sleep. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, honey, that's the smile I make. So I <laughs> that's, know. That's that's,
1: that's like a, that's a, a smile I've seen in my nightmares a time or two.
0: <clears throat> yes,
1: I know when a bitch be backstabbing. But that was... I think about that when I saw it, and it's like, <clears throat> yeah, that's kind of an anime thing. Like, that whole,
0: Sasuka. <laughs> What? What do you mean? Like, like, yes, I did it. What? Who's I'm
1: Talking about Asclad, he's like, yes, I did it.
0: No, I'm talking about the king's smile.
1: Oh, the king's smile. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you, you think you- about it? The, the. So the king has that smile on it when he when he's on on him when he says that he's going to give Canute mercy, and then Asclad. Um, also, before he's told afterwards, or the king says afterwards what his decision is going to be regarding whales, like, Askeladd's sitting back like, alright, I got this.
0: Yeah. I'm Askeladd, I got this.
1: But both of them are thinking the same thing, that they, they, they're on the winning side here at the same time. Until the king speaks up and says, oh, by the way, we're going to fucking attack whales
0: in the springtime. And then Askelad's smile turns into a what the? Fuck? Oh my god! I shit my <laughs> pants moment. Oh, uh, that was a very hilarious expression that he had when the king's like, "I'm gonna attack your motherland," and Asclepius like, "No!" I don't. I don't know later. if
1: that was intended to be comedic, but it certainly looked comedic to me.
0: <laughs> it's like it's so dramatic that it becomes funny. I mean, yeah. okay, it's like <laughs> for for like normal viewers, it may not be funny, but like since i've seen it multiple times it becomes funnier the more times <laughs> you see it yeah like, you're not in the you're not in the tense situation you're just like oh i've seen this before and then it gets really dramatic and i'm like oh shit that was v- really a lot of zooming in on a very detailed face and i find that a little
1: i'll be honest though I, I see that face and i want to make an
0: emoji out of it for our discord server oh i really yeah, did. That's a pretty good. I don't know if it'll work as an emoji, but it's a pretty good reaction image. We shall see. Uh, we shall see. Um, so then we cut back to Thorfinn, um, who has been put in a cell where he where belongs. He fucking belongs. He's clearly, an uncontrolled beast roaming the streets. He's to be locked up. Um, and Leif Erikson finds him in the cell, and Leif is like, I've been looking for you. Why'd you run away? I need to talk to you. And then Thorfinn responds with, my, What I do is none, none of your business. <laughs> so step off, dad. And leave. Oh my God. So I don't know why Thorfinn is such a rebellious child and doesn't want to talk to his surrogate father. I mean, I know uh, why. It's
1: because he's been, he's he's become so obsessed and consumed with this concept of revenge, and he thinks, like, if I don't do it now, I'm never gonna do it.
0: Don't do what now? Oh, you mean kill Ascalad? Yeah, kill
1: Ascalad. get revenge that he's been seeking for
0: fucking years at this point. So I think he's been using his uh, beef with Ascalad as a beard to cover up <laughs> don't say it don't no. you dare say it no, I, you know where I'm going with this but I'm not going to go there no his beard <laughs> to cover up his um, emotional trauma he doesn't want to face his emotions by going back and like actually talking out his loss and his feelings with his mom and his sister about mm-hmm. his dead father he doesn't want to face his emotions so he's like I don't want to deal with this so I'm just going to fight all day, all night. And did that rhyme? Okay, anyways. <laughs> um, were you trying to make I'm it rhyme? To, I'm going to duel lad all day, all night. And I'm not going to think about all the problems I have in my head.
1: It's um, kind of, so... it's it's sort of that same thing where, um, where, for some people, it's how they deal with grief. Like where some people, when they have like their parents die, especially if they were really close to them, instead of, you know, confronting their emotions and their loss head on, they'll make themselves incredibly busy so that they don't have time to think about it. I think it's it's Mm -hmm. sort of that same thing where Thorfinn, still years later, hasn't really gotten over the death of his father. And so to compensate for that, he just has this fantasy of revenge against Askeladd. He has this picture in his head of what it's going to be like and it's going to be so great and everything's going to be perfect once I get my revenge. And it's just, it's something that this particular part of Vinland saga is doing really well it's kind of displaying something that's seen in fiction a lot showing the um the self-defeating principle that can be revenge
0: yeah definitely and it's definitely a fantasy because what he's seeking he's not gonna get by winning a duel with Askeladd Mm -hmm. He's only um, he's
1: only ever gonna come to terms with it by actually confronting his loss head on, and and it's what Leaf is trying to tell him to do: go back home, go see your mother, go see your sister, fucking face up to this. Like you, you, you've you've never like come to terms with what you lost.
0: Exactly, and um, your description of that reminded me that Ilva actually did, does uh, did the exact same thing as Thorfinn by covering up her emotions by making herself busy. So, like sister, like, like brother, brother. They're all the same person. Like I've been saying this entire time. That's going to be <laughs> the final episode, is that they're all actually the same person. Or they're all Conspiracy. related. Conspiracy! Um, anyways, yeah. So, uh, Leaf goes on to, on this whole monologue and is like, Okay, Thorfinn, I don't care what you say. I don't care what you think. I know the right thing is to bring you back to your mommy, so that's what's gonna happen, bitch. And hell yes, Leaf, I agree. Like, you don't have to listen to this whining baby who's crying all day. You know what's right, so you need to, like, pack the pampers, pack the milk bottle, and bring baby back to home. So I'm proud of Leaf for manning up And becoming a real father.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Even though he wasn't there for most of the kid's life.
0: He was looking. It's not his fault the baby ran away. It's true. True. Baby learned to walk so fast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It kind of makes me feel bad for Leif because, like, all these years he's been looking for, for Thorfinn to make good on a promise he made to his mother and his sister. And, like, he finally accomplish that he finally found thorfinn again and thorfinn's like no leave
0: me the fuck alone old man Hmm. well at least at least he found him i yeah. mean it's not like i see, i understand what you're saying but leaf is uh still knows where to look for him
1: yeah yeah i don't know it just makes me feel kind of bad for him because you got to think that all these years he's probably probably hasn't donated or uh, donated uh devoted all like, every, every waking moment of his life to finding Thorfinn, but, you know, tro- probably a, a
0: significant amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, guess reuniting, or I guess everybody's fantasy is not playing out how they're wanting it to. Because this is not gonna be a happy ending kind of story <laughs> i don't think don't going think to so. be sad I don't everybody's gonna so. be disappointed and no one's gonna get what they want because <laughs> everybody's gonna die um probably so after the whole prison scene we flip back to the council where we have like this whole spiel of Asgard's inner thoughts about what about all the bullshit that's going on um One of the things that he says in his mind is that he's surprised that the king knew about his connection to Wales, which like, I don't know why he's surprised, because the first time he met the king, the king was like, I know you, you were born from that uh, man, I think, or woman, from that heritage. The king was like, I know where you come from, and Asclad was like, you don't know nothing. Well, he, he like he, had a. He, the king fit. says
1: that he knew his his mother was a slave.
0: I don't know if he said that in those exact words, but sure, we can go with that. Um, I interpreted that he knew, like, the particular slave. Maybe. maybe. Wait, but then why, why would he know that Ascalad was born from a slave?
1: Dun dun dun. <laughs>
0: Wait, what? I don't know. I mean,
1: you you brought this up. You tell me.
0: Okay. Well, okay. In my mind, it makes more sense that he knows that Asclad was worn from a particular slave because, I mean, I'm sure he is somewhat well known for having his father be killed and inheriting the stuff, right? I can so imagine
1: like, I can imagine that he'd be
0: known for that, yes. So that makes sense, like I know you because there was a whole thing with your family, but like I don't know how he would know if he if he didn't know the particular person that he was and he only knew that he was the son of a slave, I don't know where he would get that from if he didn't know particularly who it was. So my assumption is from that first scene when Asclad first met the king the king was like i know you so then later on in this episode when Askelad's like how do you know me i'm like but he just the king already knew you and he knew that the king knew you i don't know i'm clearly missing something but i don't know why askeladd was surprised um and then Askelad is like the king would mobilize an army just to piss me off and i'm like bitch are you kidding me Of course the king would mobilize an army. This
1: entire thing has been one mind game after another. Why wouldn't you think he'd use this as a mind game against you?
0: Yeah, of course. The king, we already know that he has an IQ of 1 million. So (laughs) clearly, (laughs) the king is willing to mobilize an army just to deal with you. Big brain IQ time. you are a big problem. Uh, And the king doesn't like problems. Um, so, I don't know why Asklad was surprised by that. Um, clearly losing his touch (laughs) with reality. Um. I also like the fact
1: that he has, like, this whole brain blast thing during this. Oh, my God. (laughs) Where you just, this is a fucking (laughs) silhouette of him in in profile, and you just see his brain, like, pulsating. I'm like, girl. Oh,
0: my God. Yeah, that's hilarious. That was. fucking, like, Jimmy Neutron brain
1: blast. Like. Yeah.
0: Think, think, think? Mm-hmm. And um, so Asclad was trying to think of ways to deal with the fact that the king has uh, wants to attack Wales. And he's like, oh, I have to do this now. I have to rearrange this. I have to do this. And all of the solutions he came up with were all things he had to do in the short future, which was exactly what the king wanted that for Asglad to make a move now, while um, he doesn't have the full support of the people, so that the king can come up... Like, if there's a confrontation right now, the king would win because um, the people are still with the... They're still on the king's side. Yeah. So At least all the noble people that are gathered there at the council mm -hmm.
1: would be. Yeah. Presumably. So,
0: now Askeladd is falling into the king's plan by um, thinking of short-term solutions to this problem. So now the ball is in the king's court, and I do enjoy this uh, flipping of the tables. Mm-hmm. It's is really well done. I do like it. Um, it's very mental math. <laughs>
1: I've always said, like, these these political stories are so much better when it's people, like, like, very witty, intelligent people going up against each other in battles of wits, more so than, like, you know, battles of attrition or just actual fighting, because this is so much more fun to watch. Like, yeah, visually visually, an actual fight may be more fun to see, but this is so much more fun to watch play out.
0: Um, yeah, and this show does have some good fights, but I agree, the mental uh battles are definitely becoming more entertaining definitely more interesting to watch yeah uh, it's one
1: of the, it's one of the reasons i love death note so i mean you mentioned it before but the, the the fun of watching death note is not the violence that's in it because there is some violence in death note and it's not the the rare fight that you see where there's blood spilt no it's the mental games between you know the main characters
0: yep and that's the whole that's literally the whole um well not the whole a major appeal point of death note Mm -hmm. is the mental tension between the two Mm main
1: characters and it's certainly been a huge selling point of vinland saga since askeladd's introduction i would say
0: definitely and it's only gotten more and more intense the closer we have gotten to the last episode now we're right on the last
1: episode's doorstep
0: Yep, so we end this episode with Askeladd kneeling in front of the king with the weirdest smile on his face. Um, and we've seen very ambiguous expressions <laughs> given by Askelad before. Uh, and this is another one of those very ambiguous expressions because I have no idea I can what, tell you what that I smile think. meant. I can tell you what
1: I think. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think that smile represents him realizing what the end game has to be, and he knows what he has to do to achieve it. Now, that's that smile. It's like it's almost like a like a uh, a very like a, a reassured smile. Like I've seen the end. I know what I have to do now.
0: I don't. He doesn't look too confident, though. He looks like confused. To me, he looks confused. Listen. He looks like he doesn't know what to do. (laughs) As much much conniving
1: and as duplicitous as Askeladd has been to many people throughout the course of this story, I mean, him putting on an act in front of people should be no surprise to anyone.
0: I don't think it was an act. I think that was more meant for the viewers than for the uh, people in the room. Maybe, you could be right. It could be.
1: I don't know. I think, Anyways, I think, I think um, there may be several ways to interpret that smile, and it d- kind of depends on what comes next, really.
0: I guess so. Uh, feel free to email us what you think that smile means. <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we sure enjoyed bringing it to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or ideas about what Ask Glad is going to do in the last episode. <laughs> uh, or if you have top ideas for topics you'd like us to talk about in the future. Uh, links to all these things are down below in the description i have been your host show and i will see you next time say good night alex i just
1: you know I, I i could sit here and i could try to do that smile i could try try to impersonate that smile but what would be the point no
0: one can see it honey i make that smile every time i take a shit <laughs>